This is a time, whether in restaurants or whether in any other industry, this is a time right now to be innovative um, because all the old rules are not working anymore. And so now there's not a playbook that you have to abide by. So everyone can really just start experimenting and start doing what they believe to be the right thing to do, um, despite what anyone else may say or what people have done in the past. So uh, Hiring Talk, coast to coast. Yes. It is. Uh, we're on the road right now. What's going on? Everyone's in different places. But uh, we kind of wanted to do it, do an episode of Hiring Talk um, and go over some of the news in the jobs world and uh, what's going on. Because there's a lot of crazy stuff happening right now. There is. It's flooding LinkedIn news, the media, flooding. I feel like. Flooding. Yeah. Just <laughs> Figuratively flooding. and literally, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crazy, crazy storms in the natural world and the hiring world. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that came out this week, so the there is a jobs report that's released every month um, from the government, the Department of Labor. Um, so that's actually not, that one's not out yet. That's coming later in the week. Um, okay. So as of this recording right now, we do have basically the ADP jobs report, which is kind of a um, a precursor to the actual jobs report and kind of gives a sense of what's going on before we get the actual numbers. <clears throat> so I was reading through that today, and this is for the month of August um, that we just completed. So Basically, what's going on is there was an ex expectation of around 600,000 new jobs added um, this month, however, or this past month. However, the actual total, or at least according to ADP's numbers, is around 374,000. So a big difference. Yeah, about half. Um, yeah. So that was, and that's, Pretty much the the first half of the year has seen exponential job growth. Everyone's you know has a great um, uh, optimistic outlook on the state of labor getting back to basically where it was. Right. Right. There's this whole conversation going around with there's either the new normal or there's getting back to what was once normal. Right. Yeah, I think I even saw that uh, hotels in their second quarter of this year for the first time since the whole pandemic are starting to see normal numbers that are somewhat normal for their industry. So it's kind of um, snapping back a little bit, at least for hospitality, because it was one of the industries that took one of the largest hits. Right. Right, exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because I'm kind of getting to another point here um, with this report that ties into that. Um, 
So like I said, there was significant growth in the first half of the year. Now it's slowing down. And then a lot of people on LinkedIn and other thought leaders, uh, economists and stuff are blame are solely blaming the Delta variant going on right now and the increase in the uh, infection numbers as reason for the slowing down in the labor market right now. However, there are just as many on the other side that are basically saying it's way more complicated than that. And they are actually blaming things like inflation, which we've all experienced in one way or another this year of the increase in just goods and commodities of all sorts. Um, And the other blame is supply chain supply chain issues, um, which we've also experienced in one way or another, things running out. Right. Those are two huge areas that every single person is seeing come to light right now. Like if you're trying to buy a car, it is impossible to find one. And a lot has to do with because of how our supply chain has been affected. Um, even the other day, my mom said that she went to the grocery store and she bought hamburger buns and she said, normally they're like 80 cents. And she said when she bought them, it was $3 for hamburger buns. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And rent, you know, rent is going up too. And a lot of that has to do with inflation hitting the real estate, uh, market with building homes. Homes are more expensive to build. So it's really wild to see just how every aspect of how our economy operates has been affected. So it's definitely a multi-layered kind of issue here. Right. And um, basically the people that are blaming, you know, things other than um, virus-related situations Mm-hmm. They're they're saying they're bringing up what you just said previously, which was, listen, leisure and hospitality; those sectors have added more. They actually added more jobs in August than they did in July. So they're actually leading the the labor market right now in added jobs. So you would think that something like you know, the Delta variant would hit those sectors the hardest. Right. But it's been the opposite. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said too, seeing that there are other industries which are making a comeback, um, I think just kind of speaks for itself too. Uh, So those numbers where you're saying that hospitality, is it the largest job openings or um, the largest amounts that they brought people back into their industry for hiring. Yeah, the second. So they okay. had their sector had the largest amount of new jobs added. Wow, that's big time. Um, yeah. So leisure and hospitality. So you know, people are so fiending at traveling, wanting to travel, um, yeah. trying to do everything they can to get around. <laughs> Any travel restrictions? Um, you I was know. about to say, too, I feel like people even more so now because we've gone through a lockdown and we've had travel restrictions. And since it's kind of eased up a little bit, 
I feel like people are more so now than ever are wanting to take advantage, um, you know, before if any other restrictions were to come into play. So I think that plays a huge part in it too. And I'm happy that, you know, an industry like um, hospitality that's been hit so hard is finally kind of seeing a resurgence and kind of coming back to life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you, you can't keep something like that down forever. I mean, people, people just, they're gonna, they're gonna break loose sooner or later. So, right. um, you know, that's, that's huge. However, um, there are just going to hospitality and going specifically to things like restaurants. There are a lot of restaurants right now that are still struggling to find um, and we've experienced this internally with some of our clients that we work with here at Hired Up. Mm-hmm. Um, they're str- they, they cannot, for the life of them, find candidates to apply to their job openings. And I think for me, because I also see so many restaurants that are actually thriving in this market and are really... Um, using this quote unquote new normal as a way to innovate and a way to rebrand um, and using it as a strength rather than a hindrance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically I think there are, there are people in the restaurant industry who are still trying to operate from 2019, you know, best practices and that two years ago strategies right yeah exactly so what are your what kind of your thoughts on that yeah the restaurant industry I feel like is kind of a tough nut to crack a little bit um in terms of because you and I were seeing it firsthand with a lot of our clients that were bringing on with hired up um and we've talked a lot on the podcast too like your company culture has to be front and center Um, I think a lot of restaurants too and restaurant owners think that since they're a restaurant, they don't necessarily need company culture or maybe that it's just not as important, Um, but it plays such a large role, especially in today's, we're in a candidate driven market. So candidates have the power in the decision-making process here. Um, but I'm actually kind of curious to hear from you if you can think of like what restaurants right now that you think are doing really well or being really innovative and kind of stepping outside of the box um, with the whole yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of different restaurants that are switching up their playbook a bit. And mm-hmm. I guess I, I'll go over some of what I've seen um, across the board about you know, considering what restaurants who are thriving, what exactly are they doing? And it starts with, um, you know, kind of, kind of realizing that to, to really be successful, um, you have to have a different strategy. And so for most restaurants, they, they pretty much rely on dining in, Um, you know, patrons, and then they sort of give an afterthought to to go orders, Grubhub, Uber Eats, uh, DoorDash, all those things. It's kind of just like an added service. 
which I want to say too, I don't think that's a trend that's going anywhere. I think that's kind of here to stay for the restaurant industry. Exactly. Exactly. And so the restaurants that I've seen really thrive in this market, you know, the, the rules and regulations about about dining out and what you can do, what you can't do, they're changing all the time. So the restaurants that are really thriving are actually just going full force and switching and completely um, turning turning the playbook on its head. So now it's really all about the creating an experience through the to-go process, mm-hmm. like bringing um, the aspects of their restaurant and their sort of vibe into the to-go experience and and really being, being super thoughtful in how they package um, all of their items, you know, the, the little things that they do. Some of them put in a little note, uh, put in a little handwritten letter um, in there, or they have some other, um, you know, pieces of, of marketing materials um, that they stick in there. Um, but that's a huge thing that I've seen people at restaurants do is really take the to-go experience um, to another level. That is such a great point that I never really thought of until now. Um, but it's almost kind of sounding like, too, that restaurants need to be customer-obsessed not just with the in-person experience, with but with the to-go experience too. Um, and kind of when we were in lockdown, a lot of restaurants did to-go margaritas and they did curbside delivery, which I'm sure they have never done before. It was kind of new territory. They were throwing the playbook, you know, out, so to speak. Um, and you have to be innovative in things like that. Um, so that way you're bringing an absolute amazing customer experience. And then with that falls in the candidates, I think, because there's been a lot of places where I've gone to eat and it was such a great experience. I was like, this would be a really great place to work. I feel like this would be a fun environment to work. I actually just went to a restaurant on Saturday and I told the waitress that I was like, this is so fun. I feel like I'd be dancing all the time (laughs) if I worked here. And she's like, yeah, it's a great place to work. Um, so I think whenever you bring in, bring in an amazing customer experience, not just for the in-person, but also for the to-go orders as well, um, it makes a huge difference in rounding out your business and attracting people to want to work there. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then with that to-go experience, um, a, a lot of the smart restaurants have used have really gone full force into using social media influencers to help market their products for down. them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the smart restaurants that are thriving right now, full force, you know, there, there are social media influencers in every major city in at least America, most, you know, most likely the rest of the world as well. Right. Um, and there's all there's all some within your city that are dedicated to to finding great food mm-hmm. and um, and utilizing those people and really you know um, 
as a resource to help showcase not only your food, but the actual to-go experience, what that's like, how the, how the, everything's packaged together, um, giving their reviews and their nice, and their nice, um, photography and, and videos and stuff, um, is massive. And that goes beyond restaurants to the, the smart business owners who are providing a service or in hospitality or leisure. Um, they must, they must have a strong social presence and utilize other people who have strong social presences. Yeah, definitely. I know it kind of sounds like a beaten horse at this point because we've had social media for so long now, but social media is no longer a thing that you can just think of as an afterthought or a side thing. It has to be front and center part of your business because that's what, at least for customer facing businesses like hospitality, restaurants and things like that, it has to be like one of the first things you do. I personally believe even before opening is create your social presence. And one of the things I also wrote down too was influencers and you don't have to have these crazy, huge influencers. There's influencers of all kinds um, and people who, you know, with a smaller following would absolutely be willing to come and do some content for you or just talk about your restaurant on their platform. Um, and the more that you get these influencers talking on social media, once again, it just, it pulls in candidates. People see that, they see a fun environment and they think, oh my gosh, I want to work there. My favorite influencer is talking about this place. I have to go there. Right. Um, so, you know, social has to be, you know, one of the things, the first things I think you should be doing right. um, as, as a restaurant owner. And I know it's hard because a lot of these restaurant owners are kind of wearing multiple hats and trying to figure it all out. Um, but I would definitely argue that before even opening, figure out your social presence, um, whether that's hiring someone, whether that's you doing it yourself, um, getting a feel for the market and start creating conversations about your restaurant within the local community. Exactly. Exactly. That's so huge. And also like the, the restaurants that have really, um, put, put to go at the top of their list. Um, they also have less of an issue with hiring and staffing, if you think about it, because they're less worried about actually having, you know, all the front of the house people that are normally there for a full, normal, you know, restaurant environment. Right. And um, they're they're more focused on okay, we have the back of the house people, and then we have like the people that are basically packaging everything and making sure everything's correct. And, you know, maybe they have a couple of servers in case there are, but they, they, they really have gotten full force into the to-go thing because they know it's not only not going away anytime soon, but it's only going to increase. Um, so. With the to-go thing too, it's kind of like the cat's out of the bag now. You can't, put it back in, you know, so many restaurants have adopted or adapted to this. And it's kind of similar with like Amazon prime. When we order something on Amazon, we know that it's going to come within the next day or two. And a lot of online retailers who don't have 
um, the shipping times similar to Amazon, a lot of times they get left behind and people just don't order from them because they know they can get a similar, if not better product on Amazon and get it right away. So I think yeah. very similar with um, to-go uh, aspects of restaurants, you really have to fine tune that and get it to where it is working, it's functional, and it's a great customer experience. Uh, because like I said, that trend's not going away anytime soon. And people know that they can get that type of experience with other restaurants. So they expect that from you. Exactly. And it no longer can you, as we've seen, I'm sure in our city, as well as I'm sure other people listening in their, their cities, you can't, you can no longer just put up a now hiring sign and call it a day and then just expect a flood of people to come in. It's just not the way things are going anymore. It's not how people are finding jobs. Um, And, you know, the the people that don't recognize that, they're going to be left behind and they're not going to have any staff to work for them. Exactly. And I can empathize with people who think, or who want to just put up a hiring sign because for so long that did work. Um, Even in 2019, it probably worked, but it's not working anymore. So I can empathize with where they're coming from, but it's also one of those things. It's like, you have to pivot. You have to innovate. You can sulk for a minute or two on it, but then you have to make that shift or you're going to get left behind. And we're seeing, unfortunately, with a lot of restaurants, closing um you know because they they can't staff you know so it's it's kind of like it's sink or swim time yeah exactly and these are the people that we at hired up we want to help we want to help you if you're one of those people you're in the restaurant industry you're in industry where you can't find candidates you know your your signs aren't working your LinkedIn posts aren't working, your Indeed posts are getting all spammed up. Um, give us a call. At, or, we don't have an official <laughs> phone number. <laughs> We're one of those companies. We don't have an official yeah. phone number. We will. We will. We'll get our customer service uh, line um, up eventually. But reach out to us, DM us mm-hmm. on social media, um, check out our website, um, email us. Um, we want to help you because we honestly believe we have a solution for you. And that's right. with video hiring and video interviews. Just like the whole to-go thing, the cat's maybe not so far out of the bag to where everyone right now recognizes it, but we're on the bleeding edge right now. Right. And video hiring is about to become just the standard. Um, so get on board before the rest of the crowd gets on board and, um, and, and see how our video hiring services can really help you and help you find not only candidates, but the right candidates for your company and your culture. Exactly. And at the end of the day, too, I think for any industry who is struggling to uh, hire, find job candidates, you have to humanize your brand. You have to humanize the job um, hiring process, which is everything that we're trying to do here at Hired Up is just put the human element 
back into hiring. Um, and I think people are craving that. Um, I think they're craving transparency and I think they're craving a hiring process that's more human-like and more empathetic, which is <clears throat> what we're trying to do with Hired Up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so just to summarize, you know, um, there are ways for any company in any industry to be, I, I really do believe this is a time of amazing, amazing innovation. There are people who are like, oh, you know, the restaurant industry, it's so hard. And this is probably the worst time ever in the history for the restaurant industry. But I'm looking at what some people are doing in restaurants that have literally just started like in 2020 during lockdown or or this year who That's are killing right. it right now. They're killing it because this is a time, whether in restaurants or whether in any other industry, this is a time right now to be innovative um, mm -hmm. because all the old rules are not working anymore. And so now there's not a playbook that you have to abide by. So everyone can really just start experimenting and start doing what they believe to be the right thing to do, um, despite what anyone else may say or what people have done in the past. I think this is really um, similar to when e-commerce came around and retailers were freaking out. There was a lot of retailers who went out of business and the retailers that stuck around and still are around today are the ones that innovated and they did it quickly. Um, I remember whenever, I think it was Babies R Us went out of business and everyone was freaking out and all this other stuff. But when you looked at their business model, they did no e-commerce and they didn't do anything to help their e-commerce thrive. So I think we're in a very similar situation, particularly whenever it comes to hospitality and restaurants. You know, what are you going to do to innovate to, you know, kind of keep up? we're here to help you with yep exactly so and we're in that boat with you too because we're right. doing something that really hasn't been done before either totally new so no playbook what? for it throughout <laughs> <laughs> the playbook we're all in this together um you can choose to either look at situations as um as issues or and problems or you can look at situations as opportunities. Exactly. And the ones that look at the present right now as an opportunity are the ones that are going to um, and are currently um, thriving right now in the marketplace. Could not agree more. So uh, with that, I think I think this was a good episode, Brianna. Um, yeah. I think I think it covered a lot. Um, what uh, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? I mean, just keep following us on social. Uh, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us at Hired Up. We do a lot of value-based content that we're trying to uh, just help you guys with, with the job market interviews. We have some fun reels going on over there. Uh, and then LinkedIn is another one. Um, follow us over there as well. Um, 
Great. Yeah, follow us on LinkedIn. Um, if you if you are looking for a job, or you know of any companies that are struggling in the hiring process, again, DM us. Um, we'd love to know more about you know our community that um, is following us and what they're up to, and if there's any way that we can help um, as a company, uh, we'd love to do that. So, yeah, we love having conversations with you guys. So. Don't be afraid to reach out, regardless of whatever it is. Exactly, exactly. So uh, with that, uh, tune in next week for another episode of Hiring Talk, and also check out Office Hours, as well as Evan's Hot Takes as well. So all on the Hired Up podcast, uh, catch it on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye. Bye.